It is episode 152, and we are now drunk on the ice. But, Mark, flyer season starts. It's uh, It's been exciting. It has for, been. For, for, for as downtrodden a season as we had last year with all the, the drama between the fans and the, the, the front office and nobody really having any kind of direction – now that that ship has kind of been righted, everybody knows what direction they're kind of pointed in. The product that's on the ice looks a lot better than I thought. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been fun, man. Through four games, and you know, like when when we look at the rebuild in in its entirety, right? Like, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be nights like there were in Ottawa on uh, this past Saturday. Um a week a week ago today um where you know like nothing went right nobody looked good you know there's going to be nights where there that's going to happen yeah. um but three or four games i mean have been very exciting guys have played well um and you know uh, it, it's too like i i should say like these games that they've looked really good in the way that they're playing is pretty sustainable like yeah. the the coverages um, I thought they defended the neutral zone as well as I've seen them defend the neutral zone mm-hmm. uh, in that game in Ottawa, or, or not Ottawa, rather, uh, Edmondson. They played uh, the Oilers right. uh, uh, mm-hmm. earlier this week, and um, that was as good of a game, I think, uh, from a structural standpoint that they've played in a while. Um, and uh, they deserve to win, you know, and I think it's pretty clear at this point, rebuild or not, if you come here and you're going to play the Flyers and you think because they're not a very talented team that it's going to be a night off, they're going to make you they're they're going to make you pay for it. Yeah, I mean the the thing that has most impressed me in these first four games is the work ethic, right? You, you see that the nobody's taking shifts off. You see that the guys that are out there are essentially trying to prove it at, on, on every shift, which for a team that is based in, in in a youth driven rebuild, that's exactly what you want. You want yeah. like all the things that I complained about last season about <laughs> Tortorella's here too early. You know, you have you know he, he's winning games that you shouldn't have won, and I, I'm kind of eating my words, you know, on that front this season because you're seeing the product of what this team. And what these players can be based on the talent that how that talent is being extracted, right? And they start the year off, you know, with that that win in Columbus. Um look really impressive, you know, in, in the games that they played. Um and listen, through the course of a long season, you're gonna have nights where it doesn't look so hot. Right. Um, but I think as young as this season is. It, it, it puts a lot of faith in the coaching staff from the player's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'll gladly be, you know, wrong about Tortorella. I've been, you know, I I've said on these yeah. shows, like I wasn't quite sure if he was even the guy at all to, to coach this. Right. And, um, and that doesn't mean that I don't think he's a good coach or anything like that. No. Cause he said, I mean, the results are, you know, you look at his, his career, um, 
his coaching career to this point. I mean, he's a, he's a great coach, you know, he's, he's had a lot of success. Right. Um, you know, but I'll gladly be wrong about, you know, if it means like that the team's entertaining and fun and they're winning, I'll be much happier about that. Um, and you know, another thing too, I think with like the rebuilds and, and it being like a youth driven rebuild thing. And as you said, and it, it very much is at this point, but also, you know, I do think that the complexion changed with the lot of, you know, the luck and how the draft played out last year. Yeah. Um, knowing that um, for all intensive purposes, like Mitch Koff looks like an absolute stud of a star and, you know, and you just, it's, it's kind of like, you're kind of biding your time and for him to get here. And that doesn't even include, uh, Cutter Gauthier, who was a former fifth overall pick, and he's looking like a player at at, uh, at Boston College. Uh, they just played last night. I think he scored a couple goals, and um, you know, so all of the sudden, you have those guys on their way, and you know they're coming. Yeah, and it's just kind yeah, of you, like you know that they're you're you're in a two to three year window where you yeah. have that the 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 next two three seasons to kind of figure out all the pieces that are going to be in place when those guys arrive. Yeah. So I want to press pause on the conversation real quick. And I, sure. I, I, I need the Mitch Koff update. <laughs> I need the Carter Gauthier update um, because every, the, the glimpses that we see online of the highlights from, from what they're, where, where they're playing and the production, you know, the, the stats from Mitch Koff early in, in this, in his season in Russia, look uberly impressive. Yeah. Um, almost more impressive than his last season. And then the stuff coming out of Boston College with Carter Gauthier looks every, every bit as advertised. Yeah. I mean, Go- uh, is for Carter Gauthier, it's kind of like, you know, I think he's like pretty very much um, the uh, the face of that program right now, Boston College's hockey program. Um, and, and with good reason, I mean, like, this is a kid too. Like Flyer fans are gonna love him when he gets here. Not only is he a great personality off the ice, but he's also um I don't think he's ever met a shot that he didn't like. This kid is taking it's kind of like Kelly Oubre, right? Yeah, kind of like Kelly Oubre. We just talked about <laughs> with the Sixers, you know. He's very much uh, you know, yeah, you know, in a building like we love we love yelling like shoot, like on the power play and stuff. <laughs> At the yeah. building and all, you're not gonna yeah. you're gonna have to yell at Carter, Carter Gauthier to shoot the puck. He's already gonna be thinking about shooting it. And, no, listen, uh, his I'm looking at his game logs, right? Yeah, he's got in the in the first game, got eight shots. Second game, eleven shots. Yeah, the next game has four shots. Yeah, yeah. for for a guy that you want to come in and be productive, some somebody not shy about shooting is gonna fit right in here. <laughs> yeah, and I mean. You know, and then like off the ice, he seems like such a fun like kid, like well liked by teammates and stuff. He seems like just per like Taylor made for this city too. And uh, this past draft, I think, kind of overshadowed because like you know, none of us anticipated Mitchkov doing like uh, again. You know, we gotta we gotta plug the the draft special show because our reactions were priceless. I think we were all. Oh, you, you, me, and uh, Mike were very like, oh, wait, they, you know, they go to a commercial, I think, right before the flyers come up. <laughs> so like, we're, no. filling, <laughs> we're filling this time. 
where we're kind of like, oh, they, they got to uh-huh. do it. They have to have to take them. Like, and um, it was great. It was a, yeah, you know, both these players are, are like really, really exciting uh, mm-hmm. pieces that'll be here within a couple years, like which in, in the sports world is no time at all, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, as far as Mitchkov goes, I mean, like in, in, in Russia, he's, he's playing for Sochi again. Uh, I think on the right. last uh, drunk on the ice, we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, he got loaned out by ska, which was the program he was with previously. Right. Um, Sochi, uh, as it's been put to me um, last year, in Mitchkov's draft year, they were very much, they looked like the KHL Blackhawks. So, oh, okay. They weren't very good. So, gotcha. Mitchkov was just kind of, um, you know, Harlem Globetrotter in it out there, right? You know, and, okay. um, and I think this year they're a little bit better, but he's played, it's a serious, like, I mean, the KHL is the second best hockey league in the world. Right. And it's, it's a serious league. It's not like, you know what I mean? And, yeah, um, you're not talking about the Ontario Hockey League. You're not talking about yeah. the, the 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 lower level of minor league hockey. So you're talking about like this is it's a it's a grown man game yeah, over there. Just just much. as competitive as, as it might be like a rung below the NHL. But you know, for if I'm looking at his projected stats for this year, right, and they're projecting him in, in 62 games to you know be a, a almost a point a game player. Yeah, and I think I th- I'd have to look at it, but I'm pretty sure a, a point per game player for his, a player his age in the KHL like puts him among like some, some of the greatest, guys. <laughs> yeah, some of the greatest KHL players of all time. And I that's feel like impressive. that's a story, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that might be that might that might have to be a piece on the fired up. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to dive into that. Um, so uh, I'll add that to my list there. So like, I have it. Um, <laughs> not, not not to dump more work on you, like you don't uh, already have enough to do, right? That's uh, it's okay. I mean, I have. <laughs> I, I have. What am I saying? What else am I doing? I'm just watching all this stuff. Uh, so you know, um, yeah, man. Like that. Um, I'd have to look into it, but I think like that puts him in among like some of the greats uh, in the KHL. And as we said, it's a serious league, right? It's second best uh, hockey league in the world and professional league in the world. And, you know, like, man, that's just super exciting. And then when you look at uh, the foundation that's being laid here with, you know, the orange and black, it's just kind of like, you know, it's, Rebuild or not, depending on, you know, we see a lot of things, right? Uh, maybe they're winning games that maybe they shouldn't win. or And I'm sure there's going to be those nights uh, throughout the season where, you know, that's how it works out. Right. Depending on who's driving, the driving force of those games uh, really kind of decides for me. Like, for example, if Carter Hart turns in a year where – you know, it puts him in the top 10 voting for the win of Vesna trophy. <laughs> yeah. As league's best goalie or something. Like he just goes yeah. bonkers this year. I'm sorry, but I just can't be mad about that. I can't like yeah. look mm-hmm. at that and be like, well, this this shouldn't have happened. And it's like, you know, he's a talented young guy and yeah. maybe he puts it all together. And and um, he's young enough that he that he's it they obviously seem like they're gonna be patient with him. Right. 
he's gonna he's gonna be if you look at when goalies in the NHL kind of hit their prime, he could be kind of like inching into that that prime of his career. Yeah, in two to three years, which lines up with when you're gonna have this giant influx of you know youth and talent to kind of match the guys that you've weeded out throughout this the 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 directions all kind of point to a really cool inflection point at like in two to three years um because the thing that i look at in in terms of comparing it to last you know comparing it to some recent events in, in this city mm-hmm. when when we have teams that are in playoff scenarios the buildings are electric i don't care yeah. if it's the link i don't care if it's Citizens Bank Park, but you get a Flyers team that's going to play in a playoff series in the Wells Fargo Center, that that place is going to be rocking. It's going you you you're going to see you know the orange towels and t-shirts everywhere, um, and they could be hitting that kind of right at that inflection point where you know you get this combo of youth and talent, and then the experience of having of the guys that are going to be in that young core. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a cool thing to, to kind of look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, I, I still ascribe to the theory too, like just looking around the NHL and I'm following this stuff every day, you know, not just the flyers, mm-hmm. but I'm just look, looking at, you know, um, looking at stats around the yeah. league. I'm looking at like, sometimes I sit down and watch a national game, Couple teams, couple West Coast teams. I don't normally get to see because I'm a nerd and I don't have anything better to do. And uh, <laughs> so I, I like I'll, I'll watch that stuff, and you know, and you hear like the broadcasts and things like that. Look, talk about teams that um were like, like you know where they are in their rebuilds or if they're contenders, where they are to, in their contention and things like that. Right. Um, I still ascribe to the theory that things can turn around really quick in the NHL. Um, couple young, talented players uh, mixed in, and uh, you know, good coaching. Uh, coach that knows how to push the right buttons, and all of a sudden it pops for a team. And, yeah. You know, they reach that that um, that next tier, and. I think at least in the Metropolitan Division and on uh, Water Cooler Talk, our last Water Cooler Talk, we did a uh, – Mike and I did a uh, Metropolitan Division preview where we went through all the teams and uh, stuff like that. I mean, when, when you mm-hmm. look at uh, the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Conference – or the Atlantic Division is so much deeper than the Metropolitan Division yeah, uh, this year. Right. And, you know, um, outside of like the Devils – and the Hurricanes, I think um, the the Metro is somewhat wide open. Like Pittsburgh and Washington are the two oldest teams in the league um, by average age. Um, yeah. okay. The the Islanders. Were you gonna jump in there? No, no, no. Oh, I was oh. just. Uh, so the Islanders are of. Um, I think the Islanders are. Uh, you know, they're kind of like on the bubble. Uh, and then the Rangers haven't, you know, they're they're kind of there too, which is they're kind of yeah. going backwards, which I don't really understand. But um, 
So when you look at that, I don't think the Flyers are in their tier yet. But a year from now, maybe, you know what I mean? Depending on how, um, you know, how things break, because there's still young players on this team in particular, like right now yeah. um, that are uh, still in, in terms of like their development and things like that. Um, and, and like when you look at just the overall roster and the situation here, like getting a guy like Sean Couturier back, a former Sucky Trophy candidate, right? You know, to come back and a, a former winner too, like yeah, for yeah, him yeah. to come back uh, and to be fully healthy, that changes things because he's an elite right. player. Like he's an elite two way player. Yeah, that uh, the, his uh, the the penalty shot the other <laughs> night was. Something that I've never I, I've never seen an approach l- like that, um, but really impressive for a guy who's you know hasn't been impressive in the last couple of years. The to, to, for him to look like he's kind of on his way back lo- looks really impressive. Um, yeah, and then they're also getting contributions from young guys, right? Bobby Brink is a guy who's been playing really well for them. Mm-hmm. Um, who else am I thinking of? Tippett is another guy, right? Tippett's mm-hmm. a guy that's that that's been playing like you're getting contributions which right on this level right everything for me for this team everything's on the table right yeah I'm, I'm just really looking at like i i have it's it's kind of like a like a like a 17 leg parlay that you put like a dollar <laughs> on and yeah. like you're like if at the end of the day it hits great but like this is a long play so like yeah. I'm more invested in looking at like just game to game, not looking at like getting mad about you know if there's a string of losses that are tied together. Like game right. to game, what am I seeing from from these guys that allows me to kind of that's a guy I want to keep. That's a guy I'd be okay with moving on from. Yeah, I think um, too like with uh, and we should say like with the organization and the changes they made up top this summer were things that I think the transparency with the fan base has gone such a long way in terms of people like Flyers fans now are able to like relax. Like a lot of people are just out there saying, Hey, I don't have expectations for this group. Like, and so when they go out there and they put uh, and they look is they play as well as they have three of the first four games of the season, you're pleasantly surprised by it and you're happy with the way that they've played versus, oh, we're winning games we shouldn't be winning or something like that when the organization won't turn around and say, hey, look, we're not prioritizing the right now. We're prioritizing the future. Right. Um, But I also think that – a plan is nothing if not adaptable, right? Um, right. We hear all the time in sports about the timeline. Uh, this doesn't fit our timeline. And I I usually loathe the term because I just don't I, – I think things like if a team proves that they're ready, that should bump up your timeline a little bit and you should react accordingly. Or if they prove – or if it's the other way – and the team kind of starts falling apart at the seams, right. you know, it, it, it changes your timeline. Your timeline is always in this constant state of like 
moving around and um, the moves that the, the corresponding moves you make to that should, they should right. reflect where you are at that point. Um, but they should always be um, uh, moving around. It kind of reminds me very much of like um, if you're sitting down and you're doing a picture puzzle and there's no end pieces and you don't have the lid to the puzzle to see what the picture looks like. So you're constantly taking pieces in, trying to move pieces around. Oh, this fits. Right. So I'm going to leave this alone. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. So. No, I agree. Cause it's like, it's like to, to kind of continue with that analogy, right. To, to not adapt the, to, to not look at it from a, a macro perspective and say like, are, are we achieving our goal? It's the kind of the equivalent of like, if you find two pieces that fit together, but they're not in, you're not ready to do that section. Right. It's like, it's, it's like not putting those group of puzzle pieces together. Right. Like at some point you're going to have to put them together. Right. right. So why, why are we, do, and, and I think when I look at the people that are in charge of this organization at this point, they seem like more macro people. They seem like they're looking at the big picture, yeah. but they're not blinded by this timeline to say like, we are not pushing the envelope until two, three years from now. Right. Cause if they, if they see an opportunity, you know, if, if this timeline gets expedited and we look at this team in the middle, you know, this time next year, maybe a little bit, you know, the, the middle of next season mm -hmm. and they're ahead of schedule. I really don't think like they're going to hesitate to to kind of capitalize on that. And does that mean going out and making like massive deadline moves to to put this team, you know, in, in a better playoff spot? I don't know. I don't think right. so. Right. Um, because I think they're also that macro perspective allows them to you know kind of look long term and say we can't leverage you know talent that we have coming down the line for for us to get in a position to be the fifth seed. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I think, uh, yeah, I agree. I think like the, the front office uh, now they have a better, um, a better handle on that. Like they have a, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't think it should mean, you know, parting with two first round picks and a, you know, for, for, and a couple of like high, high caliber prospects for a guy that's, under contract this year and next to, to push right. for a playoff spot. Um, it's always within reason, right? Like it, it always depends, but, uh, was the Halloween music? Yeah. Something came on. <laughs> Literally just had, just had Twitter up there. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, it's a spooky it, season, right? Yeah. It's spooky season, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things where, you know, I, it's nice to see people just kind of like, we're like, man, that was, that was fun tonight, you know, or yeah. Yeah. You know, after a game and stuff and uh, it makes it easier. It makes it easier for everybody. Right. Like the fans are happy. The organization's yeah. happy. Uh, it's easier to write about. Like if you're trying to be objective and, you know, like, uh, right. And look at it, it's, it's tight. It's tiresome to kind of look at it and just constantly write, you know, find different ways to say this team isn't got enough to do anything. <laughs> right. So, no, yeah. I like it. But listen, Mark, before we wrap it up, I got I got I got a soapbox something for okay. Something something that's super frustrating for me. Okay. As yeah, you know, in the world that we live in right now, where you know you've got your your zillions of 
subscriptions to your a la carte networks, whether it's the ESPN, whether it's Netflix or Hulu, Hulu Live, what what YouTube, right. where however you're 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 obtaining your 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 sports viewing stuff. I hate the fact that there are games in the NHL that are exclusively on ESPN Plus. Yeah. And they're not so I don't have a problem if ESPN Plus wants to broadcast those games. My soapbox is those games should be available in the local markets. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no like if you are trying this this seems like an MLB thing. Like this is seem this seems like something that Major League Baseball would would do because they're they're as much as they do stuff well, they're they do everything they can to try to alienate their fan base whenever they can. Yeah. And I feel like this is one of those things. Like there's no reason why the other night when that Flyers Oilers game's on, I, I I have to watch because I don't have ESPN Plus and I and I don't have a friend that does that I can borrow their login stuff for. Yeah. Like I can't get I have to watch the 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 and and constantly refresh the the Yahoo Sports app to see like is something right. happening. Um that makes no sense to me. Why are you making it harder for people to not only find your product but then view it? Yeah. I'll add, I'll I'll add to that because we have I actually have ESPN Plus. And ESPN Plus sucks. I'm just like it's awful. It's okay. awful. Talk to me about it because you, you, I thought I had to make a better case, but you, no, I just, just pile on here. Yeah, I mean, so we have it, and we got the local blackout messages too. So I was like looking, trying to find ways to to find it. I, first of all, I missed the whole first period, which, um, you know, we do these podcasts. We talk about this stuff all the time. Like yeah. a lot of my um, just generalized like viewing of television is centered around my teams. I, I you yeah. know what I mean? Like I mostly watch that. So when I'm looking and I was looking online to see if people were having the same problems. And of course they were. And then people were saying that you had to log in a couple times, like log out, log back in, and then the game would come up. Well, I did that about three or four times and missed the whole first period, but I finally get in to see it. Um, I've gotten, um, I'm, I, I like boxing. I watch boxing uh, somewhat occasionally. A lot of, some of their fights are on there. Um, I've purchased fights where like you, like it skips out, it kicks you out of the, the app mid, mid fight, <laughs> you know, and their, their, their stuff sucks. It's just te- it's just terrible, and it's hard they're to not watch. A, they're, they're not a rinky-dink organization. Like they're no. owned by they're owned by fucking Disney. Yeah, they've got zillions and zillions of dollars. Like they are printing money. Yeah, well, like, the fact that you don't have a product that one is difficult to get into and very hard to access. Because let's be honest, if you're trying to log in on the TV. Mm-hmm. that's a giant pain in the ass. Cause I've had yeah. to do that. Like with our fire stick, yeah. if, if, if I'm trying to log out, log back in, right. I'm, I'm scrolling through the alphabet using the arrows 
and it's a you know I, I gotta make oh I messed it up because this one I, I didn't put the caps lock on like it's like yeah that whole like login log back out stuff like we are it's 2023 right it should be it should not be this difficult to find the 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 viewing stuff that you want especially with stuff that's like th- this is not that hard like you're talking with a very very exclusive audience yeah. people that watch sports want to just watch sports right. it's it's very rare that you know you're you're tuning outside of that normally the only time and i hate to say this right but at home normally the only time that something else is on tv is when sports isn't on which right. at this point in the year is not is not very, not very often at this point no um so i just i i'm with you 100 yeah, percent. I, I i hate the fact that that it's really difficult but i also hate the fact that like like that's something super simple yeah when the, like like the and and here's and and let's make this we we can wrap this the, this point with the fact that like when monday night football airs which is an ex espn exclusive broadcast it's on the local channel it's on right. it's on abc which right. is another disney owned like so you're you're already doing it with another sport right why is it this difficult? Why yeah. is it so hard to make a product available that I'm sure if it was on regular TV, you would have had, and you can put it on, you know, a, a, a Disney alternative, right? You can mm-hmm. put it on some other Disney owned channel. It doesn't have to be six ABC, but like you should make that available to the local viewing area. Right. Absolutely. It should just like the trouble that I had, like, and then they have games coming up. I think that uh, this coming week that's on ESPN plus, I think they're actually mm-hmm. on ESPN plus a couple times this week. And um, just like, I'm lo- absolutely loathing it. You talked about like them being like this giant corporation with Disney and all they have, they have goofy running this thing. Like, <laughs> like might as well be Oscar to fucking grouch. Good yeah. Guy. It's just, it's, it's brutal. I, you know, I've had bad experiences with it, with, um, uh, like I was saying about the fight stuff and watching the boxing matches and stuff. And just, it's, it's just not, there's better apps out there. Certainly. Um, you know, most definitely. No, most definitely. Mark, anything else flies related you want to touch on before we jump out of here? Not really, but I think like, you know, like, and this kind of like probably a bow for both Sixers and flyers, like, um, we should like really like kind of look at it, you know, as like once they get to the quarter of their seasons, like we can get a better idea. A lot of the questions mm-hmm. that we raised today, we'll have better ideas of those answers, you know, about a quarter into the year. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I still view, um, you know, the situation, it's still like, as you said, a long play for the flyers, right? Like, but, um, you know, once again, like I'm not going to be um, – I can't find myself upset if the team is better than anticipated. Um, and then even for the Sixers, I think like for, um, you know, their situation, it, it, it's like we're expecting them to be good. And right. um, maybe maybe better than expected as well with um, the addition of a, a new coach that I think we're all really high on and think a lot of. So. Listen, I couldn't have said it any better. Um, 
I'm Don. That's Mark. This was Drunk on Ice. Uh, we'll put a wrap on episode 152. Um, go out, enjoy, enjoy your fall, enjoy your your, your fall days, and uh, just uh, excited to to see kind of what this season season brings. Um, Mark, yeah, make sure you're checking out Mark. Mark's got a lot of a lot of good stuff. The the water cooler talk has been has been great. That's a great listen. Thanks. Um, the Ramos roundup is is, is another. Uh, it, it, it's a must read Monday edition of, uh, you know, just kind of putting a bow on stuff. So I just, uh, excited to see what this season brings, but, uh, on the way out, go flyers, go flyers, go Phils, go Phils, go <laughs> Eagles, go birds, go listen, <laughs> let's go Philly. Cause yeah, we, go we need, uh, we, we, we need some pick me ups here. So, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll catch you on an episode episode. Take care. This is the Broad Street Line, where Philly sports fans leap all of their sports hot takes. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday at 8.30 when we listen to your live reactions to the thrill of victory or the agony of defeat. Von C. Brewing Company is a 20-barrel, 16,000-square-foot microbrewery with a 2,500-square-foot tasting room, including a spacious outside beer gardens in Norristown, PA, in the heart of Montgomery County. The Von C. family is part of the family that started C. Schmidt and Son Brewing in 1860. Stop in Wednesday through Sunday and taste a variety of draft and 16-ounce cans of originally brewed beer and tell them the Drunk on Broad crew sent you. Vonsi Brewing is located at 1210 Stanbridge Street, Suite 300 in Norristown. Cheers! In clicks are the only glasses for real sports fans. With interchangeable arms you can support all of your favorite teams or even make and create custom options as well. These die-hard sports fans have realized that sports fans needed something other than face paint to show their love and passion for their teams. Go to teamclicks.com dob and show your love for your hometown team. La Torrance curated collection of men's and women's watches is a perfect investment that lasts for years to come and fits perfectly with your every outfit and style. Our range of classic watches aren't just a great perfect formal and casual accessory, but a time machine that takes you back to memories. Explore our collection of timeless watches that can reflect your taste, personality, and personal style. Our exclusive collection of carefully curated affordable luxury watches is what you need to make a personalized style statement. You can take pride in your prized possession, handing it over to the next generations as your most loved asset that they can also own and display with the same pride. These high quality pieces stand the test of time, giving exceptional value and return on your investment. Go to law-touring.com and use code DOB at checkout and get 10% off. If you're looking for unique sports apparel, check out Streaker Sports. They've dug deep into the archives and have brought back some incredible defunct team logos and have even created entire defunct league collections. They also have collections paying homage to sports culture including the Miracle on Ice, Slapshot, Kadishak, the Mighty Ducks, and even have a license with Wiffle Ball and USA Hockey. Only for drunk on broad listeners, use code BROAD at checkout to get 10% off anything at streakersports.com. Again that's 10% off anything at streakersports.com with discount code BROAD.
Peace.